0: go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. Hey, this is Big Bad, Bud Norris, and you're listening to Section
1: 336. Fans have seen their first pictures from Sarasota of pictures participating in a three-day minicamp. The saying goes that a picture can say a thousand words. So what are these
2: Sarasota pictures saying to us, Oriole fans? Section 336 is coming off of a hit interview with Big Bad Bud Norris. And that leaves me to wonder, is there any better feeling in the world than
0: interviewing your favorite former Oriole? The Orioles had attendance problems last year. So today, they put out their announcement that they would freeze season ticket prices for next year Plus, adjust some of the perks, but is that enough to get people back in Camden Yards? I'm Josh Soroka. I'm Bert Rohde.
1: And I'm Matt Soroka. All that and more on this edition of Section 336. Section
0: three, three, Buckle up, birds, be ready to ride. Your host, Matt shotsha ready to fly. Baltimore's best, section 336. The number one sports broadcast, get your fix. What's the news? Let's talk about Buck. Our favorite Orioles. What's the latest lineup? Home runs and stolen bases. This is a trip. Stay tuned in at 336.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. I'm your dearly stuttering host, Matt Soroka. As always, I'm joined by the zany Bert Rohde. What up,
2: coconuts?
0: And the fountain lover Josh we, we just all introduced ourselves on another little 60 Minutes. No. I have that, I not
2: been introduced to you guys the past few weeks?
0: No, you have. I, I, you have, and I know you've but, done but it for why five are we years, still doing it? but I don't know why. We, we've added the 60 minutes. You yeah. can adjust. It's You know, it's a habit. It's five years of this, and you've been doing the same thing. Yeah, We're, I won't do
2: it anymore. we're the kings of redundancy. We are the redundancy kings. If we're the kings <laughs> of anything, it's redundancy.
1: I won't do it anymore. This would be the last episode, Coconuts, that I do a double intro. That I'm redundant. I, all right, it. <laughs> with the introductions at least, I'll okay. be redundant. In other things, I think we're gonna talk about Manny Machado again.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, speaking of redundancy, signing off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, can, can, can I just? I want to. I want to start the start the show with this. I hope you guys got a chance to
0: check out our Bud Norris interview. Uh, that, that was a lot of good. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, there was there was there was more news in our Bud Norris interview than what's coming out of the mini camp down in Sarasota. Amen. I mean we we got re- we got some real news. They're all writing post uh, long blogs and everything about Castro's hair.
1: Yeah, I tell you what it's got me got me a little bit excited though. it got me, i'm I'm a little like watching just the pictures. It sucks me in every time that not only <laughs> does it get me excited for baseball, but like I've never been since the end of the season, I've never been more optimistic about this team than I am tonight after watching all these pictures, I'm optimistic. we're going all the way. And uh, a good sign, Miguel Castro, his hair does have, what do you call it? Highlights? Highlight tips? What do you, I don't know what you call those things. I don't know. Color? Uh, he's got some white uh, uh, you know, white ends. Frosted. Frosted tips. Frosted tips. Thank you, Bert. The Zany one comes in. Yeah, uh, he's man. got those frosted tips, which is better than, uh, was it last year, two years ago, when we, all we were talking about is we're... how fat Chris Tillman was. <laughs> That's
0: true. Fat, fat I'd, rather have,
1: I'd rather have frosted tips. Than than Fat Tillman. Tillman. Yeah. yeah. It, it's that, amazing it's how
0: good. excited we get for grown men in shorts.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This is, I've had, I've had a really good few days. I haven't, I'm, I'm excited to talk to you guys. I was, I'm a little desperate for human interaction. Uh, I, I was off school <laughs> again today the because there was a, a puddle outside my door. Wait, have so they, they, they shut down school. Yeah. And so my wife gets home cause she worked last night and she got home today. And she sees it because I'm a school teacher, boys and girls. And we've had off here in uh, Talbot County for the past, I don't know, since Thursday. Wait, you had Friday off also? Yeah. I haven't been to work since Wednesday. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) (laughs) My wife gets home today and my wife's like, Matt, I don't think you've left the house since Wednesday. Like you need to get out of here. And I said, that's not true. I did a Bud Norris interview at Josh's house on Saturday. I've gotten out once in the past week. (laughs) And We're then about like, an out of the house. So today I, I got out of that. But it's been a productive uh, week. I uh, I watched a new show on Amazon called The Wonderful Mrs. Maisel or something, which is hilarious. Globe. Yeah, it's yeah, a great. Got show. a lot of attention. You guys seen that show? No, no. Okay, it's really funny. I,
0: I um, yeah, I go with the other stuff on Netflix.
1: Okay, I also read a book uh, this past week called Bear Town by Frederick Bachman, and if you like hockey. You need to read Beartown. Even if you just like team sports. What do you, you read a read book read about town. hockey? Because uh, I like Frederick Bachman. He, he wrote another book called A Man Called Uva, which is a great book. So I wanted to read something else by him. I didn't know it was about hockey. I started to read it. It was about hockey and just excellent about hockey and, and just about team sports and what it does to a community. Highly recommend Beartown. Okay. We is are We are the Bears. We is that in
2: relation to our town? No.
0: And then uh, the, the, the question that really matters, is it on Audible? Because that's yes. the only way I'll listen to it. Yes, it's on hardware. Or read it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, thirdly, I played MLB The Show and got and the Orioles won a World Series. I did what? Dynasty Mode. And the first thing I did as GM, do you know what the first thing I did as GM is I signed Manny Machado to a seven-year extension. And then Kevin Gossman was uh, Cy Young and we won the World Series. Wow. <laughs> Video game so, so life pretty- is nice pretty productive pretty productive uh i know in the video game i signed many for 25 million dollars a year <laughs> <laughs> i don't ever work in real life that's video game money
2: yeah right
1: uh so it's productive and today i went out uh to my wife's advice i went out uh with, mingled with the people the common folk i went to aldi's you guys familiar with this grocery store aldi's yes, yes.
2: it's it's for your grandmother right it's like freaking, it's, i thought it was for it's for like our
1: hipsters it's a freaking cult in there you gotta know how to act a certain way I couldn't even get out a, a grocery cart you had to like put a quarter into the grocery cart to get one. Oh, like and, BJ's like, wait you have to it, pay a for a grocery cart it holds your quarter there and yeah. then you gotta return it and you get your quarter back wait but there's to prevent
0: theft wait but there's thieves who will not like a quarter is too much for a, for a grocery cart why wouldn't you put a quarter <laughs> in then just take your grocery cart home
1: And also, because they don't have to hire people to get the grocery carts from the parking lot. You're forced to put it back in line. You know
0: what? I'm a big spender.
1: I I felt like a darn fool because everyone else just walked
0: beside me. I'd let my quarter go in order to push that thing down the road. (laughs) Just, Just to make a point. I don't want to collect my cart, hire some teenager to go walk the parking lot. Yeah, Aldi has great prices, but it's the whole like you gotta. It's it's like the soup Nazi. You gotta know how
1: to act when you walk up to the register. Like you get your groceries, they have no bags there. They have no bags. You gotta take your own bags, and then you gotta go after you buy groceries to the wall, and that's where you put your stuff in your bag by yourself. No bag boy.
0: Weird. This Give is me why Wise
2: I... any day. I'm going to Wise yeah. after the show's over. And yeah, I'm, I I'm a, a Harris, I'm a Harris
0: Teeter guy. Oh Harris! Oh Harris Teeter! Harris Teeter. Oh yeah. excuse me, yeah, Harris. They, it, it's not no. It's not, not everyone
1: can afford Harris.
0: Teeter. Right. It's no Whole Foods, but <laughs> I like my Harris Teeter. Get your grape upon from Harris Teeter.
1: Okay,
0: I see. You. <laughs> so anyway, it's it's been it's been a good. And then I <laughs> went sounds, and got Faz I was talking about it in the pre-show. All right, Sounds like a really nice vacation.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's been it's actually been really good. I did some schoolwork in there too, but but not much. Was that was so that longer? Was that longer than your winter break? Yeah, about the same length. About the same length. It's been so, uh, so, but I'm excited to talk to you guys because I, I've been kind of shut up for a while. <laughs> and usually, I get my all talked out when I'm talking to my students, but I've had no students to talk to, so I've been talking to Silas, the cat, and just myself.
0: You know, it's so. it's just striking me that when Silas is a little older and he's going to hear you nonstop complaining and ranting about the Orioles, that Silas is going to grow up and be going to school with these uh, pretty intelligent conversations about the Orioles yeah yeah <laughs> just because you'll need someone to talk to yeah yeah it, it will be i was thinking about
1: this year we're going to go he hasn't been doing oral game yet so this is going to be his first year this year uh today we went out together sporting our oral caps he has an oral cap just like me and so uh, this year is going to be the year where i take him to his first game and i hope i think this year they're going to win the world series so how cool in kind of this first year of watching baseball he's going to see a world series so that's going to be pretty cool yeah.
2: Hey, good luck getting uh, getting Silas an experience like Albie had when he was a baby watching Delman Young hit the uh, <laughs> basis-loaded double yeah. in game two of the ALDS. You can't top that. Was that Albie's first game? No, but it was. Uh, I think it was probably his fourth or fifth of that season, and he slept through it. <laughs> yeah. So in Albie's first season, you guys, we
1: went to the playoffs. Uh, 2014, yeah. He was so born sad. two
2: days before opening day.
1: Okay. T- TMI, bro. I don't want the whole life story of Albie, all right? We're right. And he was conceived. Uh... Stuck in <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. He was conceived,
2: it, let, me, let me do the math real quick. That's a right. great story. Let me start with that. <laughs> start Speaking right. of You're Albie, great. I did I did just sign him up for T-ball. He is going to be four in March, and uh, we are starting T-ball. It's happening.
1: Oh, my gosh. Talk about a bunch of snowflakes. I'm sure you'll have a lot of snowflakes out there. Yeah, you, snowflake right. stories playing T-ball.
0: You know what I hate about kids' sports is the parents. Even, in, I even volu- in my kids' uh, soccer stuff. I can't imagine dads at T-Ball. I volunteered to
2: be an assistant coach. I don't want to take on the full responsibility of coaching, but I, I would like to participate in some way. My My daughters have played basketball and soccer and field hockey. These are all sports I know nothing right. about. I can't coach it. I don't know anything about it. Finally, I have a child that is going to play a sport that I know a thing or two about. And I can participate.
0: Did you sign up Section 336 to sponsor those jerseys? Get Section 336 <laughs> on the back of those little kids?
2: Yeah, we'll see. I'll slap some stickers on these kids' jerseys. <laughs> I still got a sack of stickers somewhere.
1: I, I've been a, an assistant basketball coach for a few different teams. Assistant is absolutely the, 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 the way to do it because Good. you can get involved, but at the same time, if you ever got to miss a practice or late to practice, it's an easy out. I don't have the responsibility. I'm not the head coach. You don't have to worry about all the minutia of Nails the head coach.
2: and phone calls. You oh, just no, show up right. when you
1: feel like showing up and young at the kids when you feel like young at the kids, and then you go on about your business. That's Assistance right. Assistant's the way to do it.
0: I, 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 assistant, <laughs> I was assistant coach for you one year when you yeah. were head coach. It right. was way right. easier to blow off on you and let you just take care of it.
1: <laughs> yeah, see, I, had, I, I couldn't blow off right. practice. I had to actually be there like an adult. Uh, yes, that's why I think Wayne Kirby is really happy in his position. And if I was Sam, I wouldn't even try to be a manager somewhere, I would stick with what he's doing.
0: Yeah, it's a whole lot harder. No one, no one, hates- I was just linking it back to the Orioles talk. All right, yeah, but you're right. No one hates Wayne Kirby. The fans love Wayne Kirby no matter what the Orioles do, they don't blame him for the fact that the outfielders are out of position.
1: Yeah, um, guys, I got, I got a bunch of stuff on my mind here about the Orioles. Bring it. Okay, so. Let's start with Sarasota. Let, let, let's start with the mini camp thing. All right.
0: Yeah. Right? Sarasota. Beautiful, sunny skies.
2: Yeah.
1: Is – so, word is uh, – I got, like, a couple questions about is everyone okay with this? Apparently, Chris Tillman is working out at Ed Smith Stadium. Is everyone okay with this? Like, Chris Tillman, not on the Orioles, is now working out at Ed Smith. It's just like he's going to sign with the Orioles. Everyone kind of knows it. Or is this – Orioles being nice, like why is Ed why is Chris Tillman training at Ed Smith, and why are we okay with this?
0: I think they're just being nice, and and I uh, think they're hoping to get him on the cheap. Like let's sure. sit down at the table and say, I know the Tigers are offering you ten million, but we've been you live in Sarasota, you've got a home here, we've got our thing here, you've been we've been letting you use it. Eight million sounds pretty nice. Yeah. All right. Um, I mean, I I don't we all? Haven't we all came to the realization that we want Tillman back? Like that. You, you think that Chris Tillman's just... coming on this team? I want him. I want Chris Tillman as my number six starter.
2: Number six. <laughs> you might get him as three or four though, because uh, yeah, we don't we have sign anybody else.
1: We signed him now; he's number three. I don't want Chris Absolutely. Tillman after what happened last year. You can't trust him, so I want
0: him as number six. So no, I don't want Chris Tillman if he's three. Okay. I don't want him that. All right. You don't. So you don't think Tillman. That last season was an anomaly. Anomaly. And that whole uh whole bounce back. Anomaly. <laughs> I sound like uh, right. I'll I was like, say uh, more like a sea anemone. Yeah, I sound like finding Nemo. Uh
1: I, I mean I mean, people have bounce back years, people have bad years. I think he was he was banged up. Was he ever fully recovered from the shoulder injury? Right, exactly. Like you, can, you can make excuses for Chris Tillman, but he was bad all year last year. Yes. And
2: Count you can't count on him. Well, he so also do,
0: didn't pitch the whole year. okay yeah. and he and the late. two
2: seasons before last year he was our ace. So one bad year and you're done with him. When yeah. when really we don't have any other options right now.
1: Yeah. All right, fine. You guys convinced me. Fine, I'll take him. <laughs> you're telling me is it Chris Tillman or is it uh, this guy Nestor who's never pitched in the big leagues before? Okay, fine. I'll take
0: Chris or, Tillman or Castro. Yeah. Who who apparently wants a chance at the starter position. Yeah. Why not? Um, All
1: right. what else? Yeah, I was looking for the list of names. There was uh there's a whole bunch of pitchers who showed up for this three day mini camp, but the guys who didn't show up, I think are more no it's more no, no- notable who didn't show up. Do you guys have this list? I believe the list is um Yanoa, Asher, and Wright. I think there's a list of the guys, three guys who didn't show up, which was a little bit surprised that they didn't show up to a mini camp. that's uh, I think I mean they might have reasons. I know Mike Wright and Josh, you would appreciate this. Mike Wright is working out with Brady Anderson, and that's why he's not there.
0: So I guess that's a good oh. excuse
1: working out with Brady Anderson. Sure. Yeah, I would
2: I would vouch for that.
0: Yeah, but then okay. you gotta remember it's Mike Wright, and do you really care?
1: But if you're I and I think the names were Alec Asher and Gabriel Noah. Why aren't they there? Like, those guys are fighting for spots.
0: I don't know. I know they, they've got so many pitchers down there that they call every catcher, like, related to the Orioles to come down there and catch. So, like, Alex Murphy's down there yeah. uh, catching. And it's because they got like
1: 50 pitchers down. Right. If people say we have no pitchers. There's like 50 pitchers in Sarasota right now practicing.
2: So, take that, haters. <laughs> yeah, but how many of them are potential starters? Three, four, five starters? Two.
1: Dylan Bundy, Kevin Gossman.
2: Yeah, yeah. More hey, uh,
1: Josh, we need to get this guy back on the show, recurring guest, because uh, he's working out with Brady Anderson, too. And I want to know what the workouts are like. Trey Mancini is working out with Brady Anderson, too. Yeah. In
0: California. I'm, I'm assuming it's teaching him more to be an outfielder. He had a yeah. successful season last year, so if he could turn into a real outfielder, that would be impressive. Yeah. Um, the uh, This is more
1: like... Going on Sarasota Is everyone okay with this They asked um, uh, Buck Showwatcher About the Rule 5 picks We have three Rule 5 picks Right And they're all pitchers And, yeah. and when Buck was out and, and Buck said You know It's really like we have Five Rule 5 pitchers Because if you add Wright And Inoa, Who are out of options It's like there's five Rule draft pitchers
0: um, Right Which is not a positive
1: Yeah, but I don't understand this logic because according to that then, I would say there's like 20 Rule 5 guys because Darren O'Day can't be sent down. Um, No, with the logic. Michael Gibbons can't be sent down. Brad Brock can't be sent down. But all the other guys can't be sent down either. So what you're really saying is. These guys could be cut. (laughs) Yeah, that Mike Wright and Gabriel Noah are so bad that they really don't deserve to be in a major league team. And so we're going to have to make a tough decision because they're not good enough to be on a top 25.
0: Yeah. What he's saying is, yeah, this could be their last straw as well. Yeah, These are guys, they're not all going to make the roster. Yeah. And so this is, these are two guys, right? And you know, uh,
1: to watch during spring training, because if you cut them, you cut them. And you know how the Orioles love, the Orioles love guys with options. And here are two guys who don't have options. So if they're not good enough to start, I don't think they're just gonna to try to hide these guys in the bullpen. You you can't afford to. Right.
0: They're not Dylan Bundy who you're trying to stash in the bullpen here. Yeah. Um I know you're going through pitching issues. Did you did you get, read some of other Bucks other quotes? Did you see that he said he'd like to bring back Craig Gentry? One yeah. of all guys? Yeah. Can you explain that one? Yeah. Here's what I don't understand. Um
1: we want two things. We want a left handed hitter. And a good defensive outfielder. Right, Craig he's a right-handed hitter. I get a fourth out. You want a fourth outfielder, late inning defensive replacement? Right. Andy Chavez. And you know, our, <laughs> yeah, and speed. There's a guy out there that I'm surprised no one has connected with the Orioles, though he seems to be on a lot of people's lists. I, I haven't seen anyone connect him directly with the Orioles, and I just find that a little bit curious. Well, and that's
0: who is it? Jared Dyson. Jared the Dyson, Royals. Yeah.
1: Sure. Yeah, Royals in last year's with the Mariners. I'd love to see Dyson
0: come to Baltimore. A
1: ton of speed, amazing defensively, and left-handed, and he's like a fourth outfielder. He's not good enough to be an everyday outfielder, right? But he's great defensively. He will be more expensive than Greg Gentry probably. Uh, isn't but that, so will everybody else.
0: Isn't that what it comes down to? The reason Buck wants Craig Gentry is because Craig Gentry's cheap, and we don't, yeah. we, we can't spend any money on any other positions when we need to spend money on pitching. Yeah,
1: um, but if we don't spend money on pitching like we haven't so far, then maybe you can afford Jared Dyson.
0: Yeah, well, unless Craig Gentry can pitch.
2: Yeah, <laughs>
1: uh, A couple other interesting, uh, and not related to pitching either, but Buck Showalter said he has a plan. Buck Showalter says, I have a plan, but I won't reveal it about Manny Machado playing shortstop and what to do about Tim right, Beckham. Right, and Beckham. Yeah, What do what you guys thought on this? Uh, what's the advantage here? Of moving Manny Machado to shortstop,
0: to show, outside the
1: fact that Manny Machado wants to move to shortstop
0: to showcase him for uh, trade in July. I mean, the That's only other, the only other, I I held up, I held out hope that it was because Manny wants to play shortstop and you want to lock up Manny long term. But they have, <laughs> had, they they they've basically made the announcement that hey, Manny's not going to be an Oreo. And he's going to be gone by July. So now it's got to all be a showcase, show him off. Yeah, but I mean, does anyone?
1: Does other major league clubs really doubt he can play shortstop? He came up as a shortstop, right? Exactly. Yeah, I think yeah. most Probably people not. he can play, and right. he's already played some of it. Like when J.J. Hardy was hurt a couple of years ago, he, he played a lot of shortstops. So, yeah, it
2: does, there's, like for, there's no, there's no potential suitors out there that are saying, mm, I don't know, can he really play shortstop? Is yeah. It, Is it that Buck doesn't like Beckham? Yeah, that's – the only way
1: I could see it is that they really don't like Tim Beckham at shortstop. And the other – I was reading an interesting article by – I don't know who wrote it. But one one of the bloggers (laughs) talking about – and I thought this is a good point. The opportunities. You get like 200 more opportunities at shortstop than than a third baseman. So if you're a great defensive player and you want to put a player in a position to get more opportunities defensively, then shortstop gives a lot more opportunities defensively than a third baseman would. So again, I, can get, I can get there, and if you don't like Tim Beckham, maybe. But other than that, and maybe, why in the final year of his deal would you mess with something that's working?
0: Well, maybe, maybe this is what Mancini's doing out with Brady. I mean, you've got three first basemen working at
1: third baseman? <laughs> you've that's
0: got the- you've got three first basemen. You've had Davis over at third before. Maybe you're thinking you can eat. It's easier to to fill a hole at at third base than it is at short. But again, it's a short term issue because Manny's yeah, not staying.
1: So- yeah, so what are you going to do for a few months, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's, that's the uh... – oh, and I saw this. I don't want to know what to make of this. Just reading um, just, you know, reports from Sarasota. Um, Rakubako said that – and one of his blogs at the bottom kind of snuck this in at the bottom um, – that Major League Baseball's transaction page lists the orders as signing free agent left-hander Edison Lopez – to a minor league contract on January 5th. Now, Edison Lopez is a bum you never heard of and you never will hear of, but the interesting point about it is is where did he come from? And he was an amateur signing out of the Dominican Republic. That sounds like an international signing, boys and girls.
2: He was never played on a major league roster?
0: Right. No, he hasn't. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, Then, yes, we'll classify that as international signing by Dan Duquette.
2: Oh no, but isn't isn't the, the Dominican a U.S. territory? Yeah, does
0: that count? It's I not international. Dominican counted. It does not. Does that not qualify as international?
1: <laughs> I don't know.
0: Um, I think we need to give it to Duquette.
1: No, right. so no. I it's checked. Like closest the we're gonna get. Baseball America international transactions, and it wasn't listed there. So we still got to do some more oh, investigative okay. work. So in maybe it. it's
0: not considered international. I don't know.
1: I don't know. It's clo- I mean, it's out of. Uh, for me, if it's out of the continental United States. Uh, even if he went to wire alaska for him i would count that i would count that uh we we need to give dan every benefit of the doubt here
0: (laughs) did you you guys see dan duquette's twitter a couple days ago where at dan duquette tweeted out something about could the orioles maybe (laughs) sign uh jacoby Ellsbury?
1: yeah i saw that and then yeah go ahead
0: no i was just i was gonna ask you about that uh about what you think of that, as well as just how weird it is that someone's tweeting under Dan Duquette's name. Yeah. Well, here is, and he deleted the tweet. The tweet is now deleted. Is it okay?
1: Um, and the and the most recent tweet says from Dan Duquette uh, is "Come listen to Mr. Duquette speak in Springfield for the Western Massachusetts Baseball Hall of Fame induction." And so it it, it does it like third person, like it's not right. Like Dan it's, Duquette tweeting out himself because right,
0: it's supposed to be like his camp or whatever, right? Yeah. The, yeah. The Israel sports camp or kids sports camp, whatever it is now.
1: Yeah. It's a sports facility.
0: Yeah. In, yeah. Yeah. But it, it was just pretty funny. Yeah. But,
1: yeah. But I I mean, clearly, either A, well, it could be A and B. A, it's not Dan cat and or B, they don't know how to use Twitter. Because if you look at, right, I, the, the, there's one article which I want to get to. And then after that article, there's two Facebook links. And I clicked on the Facebook links and like they,
0: they don't links don't work right, don't work. And, and so someone doesn't know what he's doing on that right. Twitter page. You quickly go to the conclusion that Dan Duquette doesn't run, run do, doesn't know how to do run Twitter, but then if the Twitter is so poorly done, you say, well, maybe it is Dan Duquette tomorrow yeah. to run Twitter. Yeah, Like it, it seemed like one of those things where he read the article and said, oh, that
1: was interesting, and he maybe wanted to share it with someone, so he hit the share button and accidentally shared it on his Twitter or something.
0: Right, right, where he's like, yeah, let me send this over to Buck, see what Buck thinks, and it went to Twitter.
1: Yeah, but the other tweet on there, on Dan Duquette's page, is from November 25th, and it says, GMs and rebuilding time. And it's a really interesting article, actually, about whether you should rebuild or reload. Okay. And it cites Dan Duquette as being kind of the ultimate reloader and how Dan Duquette doesn't rebuild, but in many ways he's more effective by uh, rebuilding. And I was thinking about this. If you look at Dan Duquette's rec- – here, here, I want to I share some numbers with you guys. Oriole records. Oriole win total for the season. The Orioles win total – Let's take a stroll down memory lane. 2007, the Orioles won 69 games. 69. Yeah. Someone say nice. Bert says ouch. (laughs) 2008, the Orioles won 68 games. 2009, the Orioles won 64 games. All right, you're going back too far. Let's go. They won 66 games. 2011, they won 69 games. I want to make the point that from two thousand what did I just say? Seven to 2011, always in the 60s for rental. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Then remember it finally. 2012, 93. Then 85 wins. Then 96 wins. Then 81 wins. Then 89. Then this previous year, 75 wins. What happened in 2012 that we went from a 69 win team to a 93 win team? What changed? The answer, boys and girls, is Dan Duquette. And Buck Showalter. Well, he came in 2010, though. Okay. So, All right. And, and 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 Dan Duquette came right before the arrival. And it's not like, and people are going to argue, that was Andy McPhail's team. That was Andy McPhail's team he put together. Right.
0: There was no, re- <laughs> the is, there was no rebuild for the Orioles. Yeah, there was no re- When Dan like, Duquette came in, he didn't rebuild. Like the Astros just won the World Series. The, Sports Illustrated predicted it, what, five years ago? Because they were rebuilding that farm system. The Orioles yeah. had none of that. Were, it, that's why it came out of nowhere and people still don't understand it.
1: Yeah. And I would argue what, what uh, Andy McPhail was trying to do for a lot of years is he was trying to rebuild, but just unsuccessfully because he couldn't grow any arms. Right. But when, when Dan Duquette gets here immediately, we go from 69 wins to 93 wins, which is just remarkable. It's remarkable. And people can say now, oh, it was Andy McPhail's team – but no one was predicting the Orioles would turn it around like that. But when right. Dan Duquette got here, it immediately turned around. And don't say he didn't do anything because he's the guy that brought in guys like Miguel Castro, Weigand Chen, ironically, to international
0: signings. <laughs> right. Who bought a Jimenez? Him. Well, yeah, I, he, he, he came in
1: 2012. Um, but I was looking at some of the international signings uh, and Dan Duquette's moves. This is what Dan Duquette does whenever he gets to a new team he starts signing Asians. And he okay. did it. With a- <laughs> it's a weird way to put it, but okay. When he got to the Red Sox, he signed a bunch of Asians. When he got to the Orioles, he signed a bunch of Asians. None of them worked out. Is that a disrespectful way to say it? Maybe I shouldn't
0: say sign I a don't, bunch of Asians. I don't know. I'm it's not sure if I can make that the show title. Signing Asians. Okay,
1: uh, I'll try to. Well, specifically, he went after uh, into South Korea. That's actually when you guys well, may remember. That's the ban. We were. He got in trouble because he messed with a young South Korean right. boy who yeah. wasn't of age yet.
0: I don't think that's the right word in, but yes. This is sounding
1: worse <laughs> than when I was talking about Asians before. I gotta get out of here. But uh, but he was Not all the moves were successful, but he did get Wei-Yin Chen um, out of Taiwan, and 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 he, and he brought. He tried a couple other guys that didn't work out. Um, he's the guy that brought in Hyun-Soo um, Kim more more recently, um, but he right. But he's brought these smaller moves. We, we don't, no one remembers Miguel Castro, right? But he brought him in to solidify that that rotation 2012. 2014, Sporting News named uh, Dan Duquette the general manager of the year in 2014. My, my point on, on, on all this is right, that wasn't that long ago. Yeah. We have two things going corner and bottom that makes us hate Dan Duquette. We have a recency bias of just last year we were bad. And we also have like, I feel like this is what the Ravens are going through. and This is why everyone hates Ozzie Newsome right now. It's because we've had this recurring problem of not having a playmaker on offense, and every year they try to address it, but they don't really address it. Mm-hmm. And so you become like all the other problems kind of compile because you have this nagging thing right. that you never taken care of, even when you try to. Which and for, I feel like that's... Right, for the Orioles, it's pitching. It. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then... So this is becoming kind of this nagging issue. And you're like, well, how why come you haven't addressed it? And last offseason... We could look at all the starting pictures and we could say there's no one we could afford. So we tried to buy these cheaper guys like Giovanni Garardo a couple years ago, like who bought Jimenez a few years ago, because they were the cheaper options because you couldn't afford any of the top-line guys. But now it looks like, oh, we've never been able to address these problems because Garardo did not work out, and Jimenez did not work out. Um, and we ignore Wei-Yin Chen, who worked out, and Miguel Gonzalez, who worked out for a little while. Right. And we ignore Bud Norris, who was a great trade, and that worked out for Or a the while. bullpen.
0: Or the whole. bullpen.
1: Uh, danukat brought in brad brock uh zach Britton was already here but he developed into elite starter under uh under danukat's reign so i i think danukat gms in general need to be better self-promoters like danukat has done a really and the more i think about it the more i really think danukat has done a great job given the circumstances and he needs to be a little more self-promoting here the three years he should spend spend time on twitter promoting himself the three years, yeah, like that article. That, yeah. That's what got me thinking about that article. <laughs> the three years prior to Dan Duquette's arrival, the Orioles averaged 66.3 wins. The three years after his arrival, they've averaged, they averaged 91.3 wins, a difference of 25 wins, a change of 37.8%, which that's for huge. that period of time is the best in all of baseball. Right, that's huge. And so when Dan Duquette says, I'm not going to rebuild, I believe him because I don't think he knows how. Because his entire career, going back to the Expos, when he should have won the World Series, except it was shortened because of uh, the strike, or going to Boston when he built that team in Boston and they he pulled a Buck Watcher and he left and then they won the World Series. And now here in Baltimore, when he took a bad team and overnight he made the Orioles a playoff team, this is what Dan Duquette does. He takes good teams and he makes them even better and he doesn't rebuild so why
0: man just wins so why doesn't peter angelos extend him and extend buck and and give us a little hope there i I think i think fans will lose their mind but i think that's the right move to do right i mean that well part of it is i think part of it is fans are getting frustrated because we've had these great five years um and now we see Buck Showalter's tenure ending. Dan Duquette's tenure ending. And the big one is Manny Machado ending. Adam Jones ending. These guys that that were that foundation for it on the field and off the field all coming to an end. And this is where where if you're another team and now you see the Nationals spend money and all, this is the year where you're like, it's coming to an end. We got to go all in. And you're not going all in yet. It's weird. It's like you're just going to let it die. And that's that's uh, scary for O's fans who had that 14-year period not too long ago. We all went through that.
2: And, and yep. you and you can bring up the point about how the Orioles have had the best record, or that we've had the most wins over the last five years, or the, the drastic improvement from 2011 or sorry 2007 to 2011 from then 2012 up until the present. But in that same five-year span. There's five different teams that all have World Series rings, and we got a few wins, and that's about yeah. it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I've been an Oriole fan for, like, th- for 37 years, and my favorite, like, top 10 Oriole moments are all in the past five years. So there, there's something there that, that they did turn this team around, and it's really scary about going back.
1: And and, yeah. and you're right. Like, if you want to poke holes in Danucat and the Orioles, like, the argument is – they have not had success in the playoffs and they haven't gotten to a world series. And I can't respond to that, but I will say like going to the playoffs is better than losing 60 games every year. Even last year, which was a terrible year. They won what? 75 games, not nearly as bad as those 60 win teams that we've had, um, you know, back down 2011 and before that. Right. So I, I, and, 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 and you know what? what i'm so turned off by, by by now i'm so turned off by the rebuild idea i am so turned off by the rebuild if the orals decide to go and i i know most millennials on twitter would love the Orioles to do a rebuild well because they, do they don't re- understand i going to be done i'm gonna be so pissed i'm gonna be done because here, here's what's gonna happen if they do a rebuild can i tell you what's gonna happen if they, if they do a rebuild right now they have like two top 100 prospects right like they have like Austin Hayes and Chance Cisco. I don't know if Hunter Harvey's in the top 100 or not because of all the injuries. Right. If they trade Minnie Machado, Adam Jones, trade everyone, right? Full-on rebuild. They'll have about four or five or six, probably, top 100 prospects. You still need 25 men to fill a roster. And so you'll get a, a few prospects. You'll get about six, seven, eight, even eight top 100. You still need 25 men to, to, to fill up a roster. And then, like, what will happen is you will draft you will you know be bad for a few years you'll get high draft picks and then stuff will happen like pitchers will have tommy john surgery right or like pitchers will just turn out to not be good even when they were supposed to be good they'll turn out to just suck right and it just happened with a few of these guys and all of a sudden that rebuild you saw was going to take three years ends up taking four or five years and then You don't have any good players to trade anymore because you trade all those players away and the players you're developing aren't really coming into what you thought they were. They're turning into Jeffrey Hammonds instead of Barry Bonds. And then you can't trade anyone else away. So you're just stuck trying to sign people for too much money or just going through the draft, which he's had no success in. And so a five-year rebuild turns into a seven, eight, nine, 10, 11-year rebuild and you have nothing to show for it. That's going to happen. And people will say, but no, the Astros and the Cubs... Yeah, the Astros Cubs are well-won organizations that got really lucky. And so you're right. That could happen to the Orioles. That could happen to the Orioles. And- or we could be in for 15 more straight losing seasons. I'd rather Dan Duquette builds a team that can compete, win 85 games a year, maybe one year gets lucky, and wins 94 wins, and, and try to get in the playoffs and be good, 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 instead of selling all for the small chance of being great one year. But that's just my opinion.
0: And that's that's that is that's part of the problem of this instant gratification society where if I want something I can click on my phone and it shows up on my doorstep the next day or if I live in Baltimore City within 2 hours. And it's so I expect that that's how the Orioles work as well. If I want a winning team, you just dump all these people and we sign all these guys that come and make it a winning ball club next year. Rebuilding's a long-term process. Yeah. And some teams
1: and and I think people we kind of sneered at the comment that no one built re- rebuilds an AL East, but it's true. No one, the the Yankees, I mean, they rebuild for maybe a year, <laughs> but right. they, they're not going into five year rebuild mode. Red Sox aren't going to five. Even the Rays, the Rays don't go in five year rebuild modes. The nope. Rays traded Evan Longoria not to reload for two thousand twenty four. They're trying to win this year. And they're trying to compete next year. Like, they keep on reloading and keep on trading away to guys to get back guys who can help them compete now. So this whole thing that the only way to compete and win is to do, like, a five-year Cubs rebuild is silly, and it's so risky you have the chance to tank your organization. I mean, look at – I know it's a different sport, but 76ers trust the process. They've been trusting the process over there in Philadelphia for seven years. And now for the first year this year, they actually look like they have a halfway decent team. But well, Yeah. Look at the Everyone Cleveland Browns. Browns. Yeah, and the Browns. And you see this happen to baseball teams too. Like there are bad teams who stay bad because it's I mean, even when you draft someone, I mean this is the nature of baseball, right? You draft someone and you hope they're good in five years. Well, what if that person's not good and then, then you're screwed for, for then you're screwed again. So it's I mean, the rebuild sounds nice, but in reality, I'd rather have Dan Duquette's kind of win now philosophy and retooling every single year even if you're never going to be that 120 win team the best team in baseball i'd rather be at that 80 win team and if you ball bounces your way you can get up to 85 87 88 make the playoffs and every now and then once every five years everything goes your way and you get bud norris has an awesome season and you win 95 games and you win the al east i'd rather take that approach
0: yeah i think i think we agree with you um the question is that we're still sitting here with this slow offseason and uh, nothing going on this season. We got to it a little bit in the Bud Norris interview where we kind of got him to admit that, yeah, I guess maybe Dan Duquette did. You can credit Dan Duquette with, with these organizations waiting out the offseason. Um, how long are we going to have to wait for this offseason? If we're, if we're in January. We're almost to the, January 9th, and the Orioles have done nothing.
2: Yeah. Well, and Matt you touched on it too with the Yankees and the Red Sox that there's no such thing as extended rebuilds with them because they will just go buy or trade for the players they want, uh, you know, the very next year coming off of a bad year or when they are coming off an already pretty good year like they had in 2017, they're already adding the pieces to be even better in 2018. Uh, you know, it it's it's makes the Orioles to a point where they they need more than just one starting pitcher to compete. You know, yeah. they, they get Giancarlo Stanton in New York and, uh, you know, they're better than us, whether we like it or not, they're going to get 90 wins. We're not going to get 90, right. wins, Like that sort of thing. That mentality yeah. sinks in the Red Sox can trade for a guy like Chris sale. Who's going to play pitch in Baltimore, you know, five times during the season and probably scrub our lineup all up and down the sideline because we can't hit him. You know, it, it, it's, uh, you gotta be looking at who you're competing against when you think you can turn it around
0: uh, in in the next year or even the next two to three years. We we talked during football season about how we're in a little drought right now of great quarterbacks. Are we starting to hit that with baseball with great pitchers? When you see the the Yankees sign Stanton and everyone wants to give him praise and praise that the Yankees are gonna destroy the division, they still don't have much pitching. Is is for is. That has, has pitching became so valuable that there's just not much out there right now. I don't know. Do they have more than two pitchers? That's better than what we got. <laughs> right. I mean, sure, of course. <laughs> I mean, they've got the money. They're gonna have more than us. But it's still, it's, it's. It all comes down to this pitching, and the Orioles got to do something. I don't think yeah. we, we're gonna see Castro and Tillman and whatever random guy as as our top five. As our five starting in rotation, that's not going to work this year.
1: Yeah, this is a weird off season, And I think
0: even like everyone's saying like kind of this will
1: be the week where people start to get signed and it doesn't happen. <laughs> and people thought, okay, after Christmas, after New Year's, now, now we're going to get in the signings. It's just it's not happening. And right. I, I don't know exactly what's going on, why, why these players aren't getting signed. I, I really don't. But on, on the one hand, it could be you have so many teams now I feel like who are kind of in this rebuild type mode, right? That's so it's so cool now to do. It's so like it's the new thing to do. It's suck on purpose. It, that's a it's new a cool strawberry thing. Strawberry move. Do to, yeah, the strawberry move to say, oh, it's cool to suck. And <laughs> so, right, right. Let
0: me grab my expos hat.
1: And so that might be part of it. That why would teams are trying to suck uh pursue these high price free agents? Part part of it is kind of you're stealing moves from Dan Duquette. You're trying to wait for the the price to drop and get good deals. You, usually the first one to sign someone doesn't get the bargain deals. It's the person after everyone kind of filled their needs, what's the bargain? And you have a bunch of teams trying to find a bargain right now. Though I'm the Orioles, Alex Cobb still standing out there. Lance Lynn still standing out there. I'm going to Alex Cobb. I'm going to Lance Lynn. And I'm saying, okay, guys, you're still out here. Why? Why, why are you still free agents? What do you want? Let's get it done. It sounds like, I mean, if no one else is going to jump on it, like Orioles, why not jump on Auskab or Lance Lynn? Right. But the latest I heard is we're 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 really going hard after Andrew Kashner. So, okay, right. good for the Orioles. Lance Lynn and there. We'll go after Andrew, Andrew Kashner. So, I, I mean, I guess everyone's waiting for that price to, to drop. Do people not need to start pitching? I think people could use – you Darvish, people could use our cops. So I don't. I don't know what's why everything's so
0: slow. I was I was thinking about this after the Bud Norris interview because during that interview, Bud pointed out that Ubaldo got signed during spring training, that uh, Nelson, Nelson Cruz I think was a during spring training. So he mentioned yeah, how, Dan Duquette moves. Yeah, yeah, more yeah. and more Dan, specifically Dan Duquette. He was signing guys during spring training, and I tried to think of what has changed in baseball that players now can afford to wait and there's this waiting game of the the players want to be signed the teams want to wait out to get the prices lower but i don't think the players are as anxious to be signed anymore because now they all have their own workout facilities their own places where they're going they're all getting ready and and getting into shape without the team that they don't need that team as much ahead of time like in the past where you would want to get on the team so you can get down to the workout facility and get in shape and get ready for the season. I don't think that's needed as much nowadays. Unless you're they, like
2: Chris Tillman and, and yeah. your former team just yet lets you, you use their facility. Of course.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Just open up Ed Smith Stadium to everybody.
0: All right. Hey, Hey. if that lets us see a bunch of pitchers, I have no problem with Ed, any any good pitcher that wants to work out at Ed Smith, you're welcome to. You know, if if uh, if Cashner wants to come work out in Dead Smith, no problem. If Alex Cobb wants to, I'll pay you to work out at Dead Smith Stadium. I mean, whatever it can get for us to see some pitching. Yeah, yeah. I, it's be interesting to see how long this
1: drags out because I think this is this is unique to baseball that it's dragging out, and I don't know. I don't know. It maybe has something to do with that with people, players training on their own. And maybe has something to do with people trying to find that bargain and not one over so much, not one overspend. But it's weird that all the relievers got caught up really quick. Right. Good money. But the starters and even the hitters like J.D. Martinez still doesn't have a deal. And everyone says he's going to Boston. But then
0: why haven't you made a deal yet? If you know you're going to Boston, like it's just it's weird how no one's kind of making any moves. Yeah, there's got to be a floodgate at some point that's going to hit in the next couple weeks that all this is going to open up. I would, I yeah, would like, think. Like talking about Norris,
1: like he wants to know where he's going to live next year, or wants to know where where he's going to be, where he's going to play half of right. his baseball games. Right.
0: There's rumors that he's going to end up with the Cubs, which yeah, would be cool that. cool for his career, especially for a guy that loves the National League baseball. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good. Uh, but, yeah, it's just – it's a weird offseason and really quiet on the uh, free agent front. Maybe yeah. we'll
2: have some news next week.
0: <laughs> but it, I tell you where it's Tune not in.
1: quiet. I tell you where it's not quiet, and that's in the chat room. A couple of comments from the chat room. Uh, Dave West would say, I totally thought that was a fake account when he posted it. Of course, talking with Dan Duquette. I could be GM with those Twitter skills. Yeah, mm-hmm. and this is – like, Dan Duquette does not have good communication skills via words, his oral skills – or, like, on Twitter, his social media skills. So, like, I think people need to get better at self-promoting. Dan Katt has a really incredible record with the Expos, Red Sox, and Orioles. Like, he should be considered, one record-wise, one of the best GMs in baseball. Yet he doesn't give that kind of credit. Uh, so I think he needs to do a better job of self-promoting, especially nowadays when people are so quick to hate. It even means just posting articles like that. Like, someone running your account and posting articles that tell us how great you are. I think that's good uh, – uh, will help your reputation a little bit maybe. Or maybe that's a, not a good look to tweet about yourself, how awesome you are. I don't know. I'm perfectly fine um, other, things from the, other things from the chat room, um, J- Jacob says, but our standard of winning has been greatly improved since we made the ALCS in 2014. We expected that team to make it back, but we haven't been back since. This is a great point with winning comes – higher expectations and that's how it should be you expect a 60 win team to not be good you expect a team that makes the that wins the division goes to the ALCS you expect them to be to be good
0: yeah especially year. imagine if you were 18 years old in 2012 yeah and and for your adult life you've seen winning baseball it's tough we we all we're all jaded that we we know how it goes yeah <laughs> but i mean
1: imagine if you're if you're Ten years old, and the year is is two thousand, and so from the time you're ten to time you're thirty, um, you have to witness losing baseball. And we at least when we were kids, we saw the Orioles be good uh, yes. when, when we were kids. Uh, but if we go rebuild mode now, if we go rebuild mode now, a whole generation of fans could be lost.
0: I mean, yeah. well, and that's what
1: happened.
0: We definitely yeah. lost a generation of fans from the first. 14 years of losing. That lost a generation, and that's what grew. That's why you have Red Sox fans in Savannah Park is those losing seasons. Yeah, and that's why you have our attendance to the highest
1: that ever was in in 2000, and we've never touched those 3 million mark
0: again. That's a different issue. That's a way different issue. That is an issue that the the Washington Nationals destroyed this team from an attendance stance.
1: I know. I just want to bring attendance into discussion again. Yeah. Just to
0: how Josh would be <laughs> All right. Well, then, how about we talk about the Orioles did announce today their season ticket plans for next season. Okay. Yeah. What's okay. this all right. news all about? All right. Remember, we had a lot of discussions last year about lower attendance, so the yeah. Orioles needed to do whatever they could do outside of getting better to bring people into the stadium. So here's what they announced: same ticket prices as last year for season ticket holders. Good. All right. They've added some orange carpet benefits. Remember, we've talked in the past that orange carpet benefits suck. A special entrance just for season ticket holders so we don't run out of giveaways. That is, that is still there. Well, no, not quite. The special entrance is there. Really? Yeah. Well, they've had that. It's right behind home plate. But oh. it's a, there's no point in going there. All right. They've returned with the early admission to Oriole Park. If you remember, they took that away. So now, season ticket holders can get in early. You have uh, here's some of the new things. If you're an 81, uh, let's start with 13 game. Yeah. I was gonna say I don't know anybody
2: games. who has an 81 game plan.
0: 13 one ge- game plans. You got the same stuff you've always gotten. Here's what they've added for the 29 game plan. And Josh knows all his 81 game plans. It's the same people who do their
1: grocery shopping at Harris Teeter right. and talk about their 81 game plans.
0: Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, here's what they added to the 29 game plan. That's what we have the 29 game plan, which I don't know why we have 29 games, but different story. <laughs> We've got 29 games. They added you now have a gift certificate purchase bonus opportunity. You can buy an Oriel gift certificate and save 15%. Uh, you can have a pre-sale to select Orioles special events an exclusive autograph session, pre-game on field access opportunity. I don't know what that means by the word opportunity.
2: You could win a contest,
0: right? Uh, Exclusive. All right. That's what you get as the 29 game plan. If you have a full season, you get exclusive access to the roof deck pre-game lounge you get the ability to purchase a giveaway item package, which I don't know what that means, but they're getting to the point of my frustration the past few years of the giveaways being out before season ticket holders arrive. So they're at least mentioning the giveaway stuff there. Preferred pregame seating at Dempsey's Brew Pub and Restaurant. I think they should do that for all season ticket holders, that you can reserve your seats ahead of time if you want to go and get a meal down there beforehand but whatever they've got that uh, and then here's the one that I think is pretty funny the swing for your seats event at Oriole Park now what this event is is if you're an 81 game plan you can come to the ballpark and and try to hit a ball in like a pregame batting practice now Matt and I you and I have done this yes here's how it works if you hit a home run your seats are covered What's the chance anyone's going to hit a home run? It is zippy. so hard to hit the ball out of the infield. I can't imagine right. the ball. Understand? I, re- I remember my longest ball was about halfway into the outfield. And and That's there's good. there's no way. Yeah, and that was one of the further ones I think that day. There's no way anyone's going to hit a home run to win their seats.
1: Yeah, we 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 we, we when we went to batting practice, about thirty other young men out there t- taking swings. No one got it close to the warning track.
0: No one. No. Forget about home runs. This swing for your seats event sounds good in logic, but it really should just say batting practice on the field. Yeah, unless Chris Davis is over there trying to get season tickets. Right. So the Orioles are trying something. I just don't think it's enough. But that's the the only news they've done so far to try to sell more tickets. And and what would be enough for you, Josh? Sign uh, Alex Cobb.
1: Yeah, that has,
0: I think, different departments, right? All right, then this department they got it close with letting you purchase the giveaway items, but they should just say, if you've got the twenty nine game plan, we're gonna mail you your giveaways. Yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah, know
2: not, you love, yeah. Go none ahead, of Fred. that, none of that stuff you said is enticing anybody to upgrade or to become no. a, like that. Not none of those are deal makers. No,
0: Do you still have the same uh, bonuses as far as ordering opening day tickets and and. Uh postseason tickets but that only matters if they're good the on the field to go in and watching the game on the pregame that's cool but that's like something you'll do once or twice
2: well and it's, a, it's an opportunity right and exactly it's only for 81 game plan holders no no no
0: that's for 29 game oh okay but you're right what the key is no one knows what opportunity means this opportunity mean like we have here's your ticket you can come on this day for 15 minutes and wander in and out no one knows what that opportunity means so that's a strange one to me um, and yeah, I I think they can totally do things. If they said we're gonna mail you the giveaways, so I don't have to carry it around the stadium, that's a win to me. There's nothing I like. There's nothing I dislike except a rainy day when I'm having to carry my bobblehead box in the stadium and try to keep it dry.
2: Well, it's it's very it's a very easy fix, and it's all things we've talked about on this show before. I know, Matt, you don't care about the giveaways. I Some of the giveaways, I care about. Some of them, I don't. But that's something very simple that they could right. easily do, even, even if they don't mail it to you, just a guaranteed entrance where if you're a season ticket holder, you're guaranteed to get one, as aside from these losers who buy cheap tickets just to get the giveaway, and then they walk right out before the, the game even starts. The eBayers. Yeah, exactly. Right. And this isn't uh, about
0: the giveaways. It's about the PR department being creative. And we've seen and other teams get creative in order to fill the stadium.
2: I'd like to see them add back. You know, we used to be able to get on the club level, you know, during rain delays or things yes. like that. You know, that's something stupid and easy. They could easily do, but no, they take, they take things like that away. So I don't know. I mean, if, I, if, if but, it's, but regardless it's, guys, you all are going to be season ticket holders anyway,
1: regardless, no matter what the orders do or don't do. Right. Yeah, but we're in the minority. There's lots
0: of people who will <laughs> they're telling say. Me there's, someone, there's some guy out there saying they're not mailing me a bobblehead, so I'm not getting my season ticket. No, they're saying they're not doing anything about pitching. I'm not going to go support this team lose again. Sure, sure, the, or, sure, but that's not the PR. Or I'm not giving this team their money. They're not giving it to Manny Machado. But hey, is there anything that now
1: we're no. in an awkward, not awkward, but unique position, privileged Hashtag blessed position where we don't even pay for our season tickets.
0: I, Thanks, Daddy. I offer every year.
1: Thanks, Daddy. But if if we if you guys were paying for your season tickets, like most hardworking men and women out there, a shout, shout out to all you hardworking coconuts, not like us strawberries who have our daddy pay for our season tickets. <laughs> um, I,
2: I think I think of it as a Christmas gift, right?
1: Yeah. Th- yeah. Sure. Whatever helps you sleep at night, Bert. But um, if you guys were paying for your own season tickets, is there anything the Orioles could do on the? Uh, from Daniel Kent's perspective, that would make you not renew your season tickets, or you you going to at least thirteen games, maybe not twenty nine game yeah. plan, but at least thirteen games every year,
0: sink or swim. Um, I, I it's hard to put it in like a personal setting like the Orioles, but if I was a Marlins fan and then Derek Jeter came in and just destroyed the team with no hope of like it all, it look, kind of looks like uh. Uh, in the movie Major League, when that woman comes in and wants to just destroy the team to move it, that would—that to
1: be a really fun team to watch.
0: Yeah, but you know what? That would be really tough as a fan to take. But I've been through a lot of crap with this team. I'll still go to the game and wear the <laughs> Orioles. As as thing. a Mar, if if I were a Marlins fan, it would be even harder
2: because it's a guy, Derek Jeter, Mister Yankees, who comes in and takes your best player and gives it back to his former team.
1: Yeah. Collusion. Right. Like
2: that, there has to be some kind of collusion going on there or something. I don't yeah. care if he's your new GM or new owner. Yeah, you know. something's weird. Yeah, i try to think it's, of a scenario, yeah. you know, what that could yeah. equate to here. But, yeah.
0: But you're right. We're, we're Oriole Marks. We'll do, like, we'll be there no matter what. They can. It's
2: like if, I, if David Ortiz, now that he's retired, he bought the Orioles,
0: and then he gave Manny Machado to the Red Sox. All right, if David Ortiz buys the Orioles, I'm out. There it is. You found it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah,
1: you thought Peter Angels was bad. Just wait until David Ortiz gets older. Dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah, I guess. Like I was thinking about the, the rebuild mode. That might be enough to turn me off. Uh, like, I can take I can take if you guys gonna rebuild mode, fine. I'm gonna take three years and spend my money rebuilding my house or something. Right. And then I'll come back and in, in, in year four when you're done with the rebuild. Wait when you start trying to win again, I'll start showing up again. How right. about
0: that? Right. We're yeah. 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 Yeah, like the, that's the weird thing is we've been season ticket holders through all those crappy losing years. And we had, what do we tell ourselves every off season? This is the year they turn it around. I can't give up my season tickets. Nowadays, with the. Well, because when we first got season tickets, we had to go on a waiting list and wait a while to get those exactly, season tickets. Exactly. Exactly. Now that that waiting list doesn't exist. So, and with TV, I, as much as I hate Masson, I love watching baseball on TV, it's great. The picture's good. I can stay in my own home and watch the game and keep up with it. So I could totally see, all right, you 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 traded Manny. You're not rebuilding this year. Let me just watch on TV, and I'll go to a few games, but not buy season tickets. I am encouraged by the fact that they rethought, at least tried to rethink the season plans and how to uh, bring people in. Even though it's not the best stuff, it gives me some hope that – What the PR department really needs to focus on is not the season ticket holders, but bringing the average fans in during the season, and this gives me a little bit of hope that there's some rethinking there. Um, From other conversations I've had, there's definitely some rethinking going on in the warehouse about how to attract millennials and this younger generation and internet generation. So I like to see that there's hints of it. I know... There's stuff going on in the PR department, and I like to see that coming out in uh in stuff like this. So I think there is some hope there. Well, and I I, I hate to say it to all those Peter Angelos bashers and but but Peter Angelos and Dan Duquette, they
1: understand what brings people and what makes people fans. It's not hard. Just win. Just win. Yeah. Right. And That's right. people will come. Yep. Rebuilding though, you can say all you want. Rebuild, so we'll be good in five years. People aren't gonna come watch a rebuild. They're not going to come. But if no. you reload and you compete year in and year out, more people will come.
0: All right. Isn't that from Field of Dreams? If you win, they will come.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's the quote. Hey, uh, we're wrapping the show up, but I went back to Dan Duquette's Twitter and I didn't do him complete justice on Dan Duquette. You can follow Dan Duquette on Twitter at Dan Duquette. <laughs> I, um... Should we all just start tweeting at Dan Duquette? <laughs> well, I, I looked at his tweets and I told you his last three tweets were come listen to Mr. Duquette speak, and then the article about GMs and rebuilding time. And then two Facebook links that didn't work. But I neglected to go on tweets and replies. So I clicked on tweets and replies. And I skipped one of his replies. On November 3rd, Buster only tweeted, Marlins communicated, communicated to other teams their open offers for Gene Carlos Stanton, King Gordon, Martin Prado for now, not yellick or uh, uh, Azuna. Yeah, Duquette responded to that tweet from Bustoni about the, the Marlins. All right. What'd he say? Okay, thanks so.
0: All right, that sounds like Dan Duquette. Okay, <laughs> so? thanks so. Yeah,
1: thank and so combined. Okay, thanks so. thanks so. Show title. Okay, thanks so. <laughs> what is, yeah, so that's that's our GM.
0: <laughs> is that like Kofefe? Right. Yeah, it's like Kofefe. You see, Donald, you see Donald Trump singing at the national uh, championship game yesterday, on Monday night? Fake news. Yeah. I yeah. See, yeah. yeah, it's blowing up all, all day. I turn it on. They're showing. Does he know the words? I don't really care. <laughs> that,
1: that, uh, that, that the next debate. That, well, the question is if he doesn't know the, the words, does Oprah know the words? That's the next
2: question. Hey, yo, hey, yo. Right. I bet she does. Well, well good show. We we
1: didn't get into any uh, Ravens talk. Coaches, yeah, new
0: defensive coordinator. Coaches
1: go new defensive coordinator. Martindale coming in yeah. to save our defense from Dean
0: Pease. Uh, he's a he's a good guy, internal guy. So good move. I'm fine with it. But it definitely looks like they wanted Chuck and they couldn't get Chuck. Yeah,
1: Chuck. Uh, We'd rather not.
0: He must be. He must not be going anywhere.
1: Yeah, I was holding out for Ray Lewis, Red Reed.
0: Ed Reed's up for, like, isn't uh, some university trying to sign Ed Reed as defensive coordinator? Oh, really? Good for him. I think I saw something about
1: that. Good for him for pursuing that. I was just kidding. I really don't want an interview. <laughs> I know you it. don't. I want, I want someone to know who knows, knows
2: about
1: <laughs> So, Martindale, I don't know who he was. I like a little bit of a splash.
0: Give me a name. Give me a name. A name would be nice. And oh. and yeah. I'd like a guy to, that could bring in a new a new look, a new new uh, excitement. Yeah, like, Yeah,
1: like our defense last year was not awesome. Right,
0: right. So it kind of seems like we're doing just more of the same. Which
1: is the story of of the Ravens right now, right? Oh, yeah. More of the same? Yep. Yep. Yep.
2: Wake me up in September. And
1: hopefully it won't be more of the same for the Orioles because by the time we talk next week, they would have signed two more pitchers. Alex Cobb and Andrew Kashner, and we'll be talking World Series.
0: We'll see. I hope so. Someone's going to sign them. May, might as well anybody. be the Orioles.
1: I'll take any starting pitcher. May, you
0: you, you make me wait long enough, I'll get excited about Cashner. I know. Next week, we'll be excited for Kashner if he's in black if and orange. you
1: wait long enough, I can get excited for
0: Cashner. Right. There.
1: Well, good show, guys. You can uh, make sure everyone subscribes so you don't miss even our mini episodes. Like, if you didn't check out our awesome interview with Big Bad Bud Norris. It's up there. It's up there. Subscribe so you won't miss any of our mini episodes as well as our regular shows. Next week, I think we'll be back to Monday night at seven thirty. Yeah,
0: next week oh, Drew oh. Forrester is gonna join us in studio. From Twitch uh, we'll Morning Dish. We'll, Unless we'll he cancels last week. Right, oh right. yeah,
1: I <laughs> missed this call out because I tweeted out Eric, Eric RDT is making me a liar on Twitter. Because I said on Twitter I'd be on the show, but now he's not on the show, making me look like a darn fool. So, Eric RDT, if you're listening to this, you're dead to me. You hear me? You're dead to
0: me. <laughs> Okay. You good?
1: (laughs) Yeah, you can follow us on that note. uh, Subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at Section 336 Show. Follow us on Twitter at Section 336 Show. And follow us on Facebook like that as well. Just search Section 336. Write write us a review on iTunes. It's been a while. We love those new reviews. They help people find the show. So write us a review on iTunes. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter at Section 336. You can follow Bert at Bert Roadie. And you can follow Josh
0: at Josh Sarooka.
1: Thanks for listening, boys and girls.